0: segment cannon fodder cannon f-
1: cool i, I very I, good i called the last one do not use <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is an aptly title that's very good
0: <laughs> um okay don't,
3: this one's called the wrong variant don't let it out
0: <laughs> it must the, stay locked in robert's called, lab
1: uh, rob and carl burn the bridge <laughs> yeah.
0: oh. uh somebody i don't was it you linden talking about burning bridges
1: yeah, Burning Bridges podcast yeah. is, is my podcast. <laughs> That's and actually it's, great. It's the ride home from the pod uh, from the gig. Yeah, where you just shit talk everything that happened on the gig.
2: That's funny.
0: Speaking <laughs> of shit talking, welcome back to Gear and Beer. Beer. Uh, <laughs> grab your Mega Man and give oh. me a toast, sir.
3: Absolutely. Um, let's see here. Uh, I want to. Um, I, I know what I want to drink to.
0: What do you want to drink to?
3: Me being the very first of all time. returning guest on this podcast
0: the problem with the returning guest is that the original guest debut was rendered null and void by data storage failure
3: however you folks out there
0: if we get up
3: to 10 shares on this video we will
0: release the original audio okay there you have it Carl is now in charge and he has said <laughs> if we get <laughs>
3: Carl's if we get charge. 10
0: shares of this podcast and I have no idea how I'll track that but I'll just take your word I'm for one him. of them Lindens too we will, too. Uh, we, will uh, we will release the original Carl podcast the problem is that there is no video so it will just be audio actually I think I have uh I think we did four four segments based on the way these cameras are formatted, and I think I have the video from the last one. So it Really? Would be, I would just put up uh, like a picture of you making a funny face for, yeah. the, for the first hour, mm-hmm. and then the last 25 well, minutes. That'd be so you, great. I think you also have the uh, just the video of me. So That's the, what we'll so do. Then It'll then be the, Lyndon the only. Would just be that would be great. Sitting there like dead eyes. Can eyed. we zoom it in though? Here's what I'm going to do. For the 25th episode of this podcast it will be the original carl lindquist podcast absolutely carl lindquist of Vero beach florida by the way for those just tuning in thank you i don't i don't think that's how this works but if you're just tuning in this is carl lindquist of Vero beach florida are we live we're uh we're doing it live yeah effort it. effort it. <laughs> we're doing it live i'll do it live <laughs> uh, i sorry um no but that's that's what i'll do so 10 shares and for the 25th episode it will be uh it'll be a carl lindquist podcast gym
3: yeah well it'll be a whole day of it a whole day of streaming
0: oh okay yeah man it's like you know it's like you know when freeform
3: does a harry potter weekend
0: what is freeform
3: (laughs) it's a television
0: network oh I
1: got nothing
0: yeah i, <laughs> That's I, I great. Used, I'm, like, I'm the only one that watches t v <laughs> well I was just about to say I'm a big fan of t v and movie and sport, but I find myself with less and less time now that I have a podcast and a cooking channel yeah I spend all my screen time is editing
3: <laughs> it's it it would be like if m t v did a music weekend okay mm-hmm
0: but you said Harry Potter
3: Yeah, well, that's just because the first one that came to my mind is there was this network called Freeform, and they would always have these, all they just do is just air Harry Potter films in perpetuity for like
0: five days straight. Well, that's the way those movie channels work for sure, because it'll be like Cinemax will run uh, the Godfather trilogy back to back to back for like 39 days on on one of their uh, Cinemax East, West, North channel or you know whatever it's it's kind of
3: brilliant because like everyone wants to see it but it's the same as like when the teacher puts the movie on in the class because they're hung over (laughs) totally
0: well and another thing that they do is like these days you know places cinemax showtime uh, stars and hbo they all have like 10 or 12 sub channels Mm -hmm. that they run content on and so when cinemax was doing that i think it was cinemax there was actually three channels and it was doing the same thing, but they were all at different points in each in different films. So if you were like trying to tune back in from whenever you had to go go to work or go to bed, it'd be like easier to find your spot.
3: Yeah. I always like <laughs> that kind of there, genius. I always liked that there was kind an HBO incentives. East and an HBO West. So if you really liked what was happening on East, you could watch it all again on West. So they were later.
0: Really? Yeah, it was just a three-hour delay. Interesting. Yeah,
1: like post-war Germany?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Post-war Germany actually had a four-hour delay. It's a little known fact. This is off to a great start. Dis- discussed first here on the Gear and Beer podcast. You know, uh, when I was in Asia once, years ago. Uh, you went to Asia years ago? Years ago. It's a rich life you've led. Well, it was
3: a gig. I had a gig. It was great. Man,
4: you guys remember those?
3: Remember, y- y'all remember gigs? Uh, but there was only one HBO channel, and my it was beard the is only. tangled up
0: in my mind. <laughs> it was, it's getting very exciting here. Hashtag Beard World Problems. Beard World Problems. I apologize. We were in you. We were not. You were in Asia. Yeah. Gig.
3: It, for gig and and uh, I had this hotel room and and uh, HBO. There was only one HBO channel, and it was the only one in English. So I'd mm-hmm. I'd only watch that, and then I began to long for more channels. So it
0: does happen there's a uh narrow bandwidth of content does not make a happy watcher.
3: No, it doesn't at all.
0: Today's uh uh smorgasbord of like ways to consume uh video content is pretty excellent. I'm overwhelmed by all of it. And, and you know what? It is overwhelming. It, it has reached a point but and I think part of the overwhelming is because not only is there all everything has its own streaming with like so much extra content that you don't even know where to start, but there's also still live events that are being televised on a whole separate box that you have to have, yeah, with a service that you have to pay for, mm-hmm. uh, to get different and the same content. So, as I think, as I think sports is the last straw, as sports find a way to keep the kind of money that they make currently but to stream so that people can easier watch on their phones but they still have to pay or it's some network still going to pay like you know whatever billion four billion dollars or whatever fox pays mm-hmm. espn pays and or it's espn and abc uh and that's you know it's just so it just i don't even know there's so much going on there yeah i think that's the last straw though that when they figure out how to just stream with sports i think that the days of the cable box and the direct tv dish on your house Mm -hmm. are are pretty much gone yeah still got to get them in a nest though
3: i like talking about um sporting events that they're like oh they got the contract for four billion dollars and then like i'm like wow that's Sounds like a good deal. And then we're <laughs> we sit around, we're like, man, I'm probably gonna get seventy five dollars for this gig today. That's yeah. great. <laughs>
0: it's like, oh wow, we yeah. came away with over a hundred dollars. I didn't see that happen. I didn't even see that
3: happening, boy.
0: Man, I had a another good Monday yesterday. I play a Monday double almost every Monday down. Where at? down. Uh stage roof and then first floor. Cool. Two to six and six to ten. Is that with Rob and Holland? Six to ten down first floor is with Robin Holland on bass, and the first one is uh, on the the roof on guitar with Morgan. And so you got should, a,
3: thats a lot of gear to haul down. For
0: I mean, yeah. Do you it bring is. an ox? I don't. That would be
3: actually awesome. I, Just carrying I, I, all the equipment in on an ox or a donkey? Well, no, I thought you were talking about this one. No, 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 it's like a real ox, like an animal. Like Paul Bunyan, like Paul Bunyan,
0: <laughs> a big blue ox, yeah, a giant blue ox, yeah, like of prehistoric. Proportions. Park them out
3: front, <laughs> and tie them up out front of the stage.
0: Hey, Tix, where'd you park your ox? <laughs> Does that elevator work at the stage? Yeah, yeah, okay. Because mm. when, when the you, if you, were if you there know at the lunch, code uh, with
1: Auburn, that elevator was not working. Yeah, it was. It was sucked. having.
0: It was kind of being weird back yeah. then, but it's fine now. And, you know, you just have to have the code to get into it. Once you're in there, it, you can function. You used to have to put in a code and then put a different code in right. on the inside of the elevator to get it to go up. Because it was such a piece of shit yeah. that they had to take put extra security on it so that nobody accidentally ruined the worst elevator on Broadway. Yep, It's like the crossroads of elevators.
3: The crossroads of elevators. It
0: means so well, but it just—it just doesn't good. It just doesn't. Can't. It it just, just, doesn't... It just can't. Yeah, also, I will. I will say playing at crossroads, and I haven't in two years. But after Cindy took over, and if Cindy was running, sound crossroads is fine, and you could make some money on the weekends. Yes, it's but, a weekend thing. But you can't that side of the street unless you're Paradise Park because it's a restaurant. Yeah. You can't make any money. Well, I, nudies, you can make money at nudies. Oh, yeah, that's true. I yeah. never play there. Um, I I have played there, but it's been probably three or four years. Oh, yeah. I get... It's not a harmonious place. Yeah, it's just so annoying in the street. It's like playing at second fiddle, and what I hear the most is Nudies.
3: Yeah, well I've noticed, I've noticed the lucky bastard thing that's really loud have you played there yet
0: uh once how was it loud loud yeah yeah it was a breakfast gig too mm-hmm. uh it was fun gig. good musicians uh uh what's his name uh fellow Peninsula resident uh uh Brett Byers oh Brett Byers yeah yeah um it was a uh, Ben Schulwalter on drums yep that, like we
3: hey man Lyndon if you could just settle down. What even was
0: that? Yeah. I
1: don't know. I'll check it out.
0: What'd you do, man? Someone trying to break in? Hey, I appreciate you being here, man. Just tear the studio up and celebrate.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, at least I didn't lose the last podcast like Carl.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was my fault. Yeah, Carl is the worst.
3: I, I am the worst. Fell
0: over it. Oh, so, it fell yeah. up like this and it just fell That's over exactly itself. what happened. Go yeah, go ahead and just yeah. leave it tumped on over, Bubba. <laughs> Oh, I know what happened. Amp dumped over. I, is that what happened? Yeah, my base. One of my bass amps, actually, uh, according to its label, it is a bass magnifier. Oh wow, interesting. I like a bass magnifier. That is what Ashdown calls it. Ashdown, it's a great amp. Ashdowns are pretty good. It's a great amp that I bought ten years, ago, twelve years ago, eleven years ago for like two hundred and fifty dollars off of my buddy that i also bought the cabinet that i use all the time that's where i think the amp. i bought the amp for 300 bucks and the cabinet for 250 bucks you can still get those cabinets for that price if you can find them which you can't yeah yeah. it's maybe the most versatile base cabinet i think i've ever played like Ampeg's have a sound. Aguilar has a sound. Yeah. Bergantino has a sound. Eden, like all these bass, Mark bass, they all have a a, a color or whatever, and and it's an approach to building their cabinets that, while there certainly is difference in cabinets for guitars, mm-hmm. like the, the disparity is a much narrower scope on a guitar cabinet than it is for a bass cabinet. Really, it totally is. It. you know most popular guitar speakers are still at least some sort of ceramic magnet you're not you're not doing a lot of neo until recently with the fender uh what they call that tone master series yeah the neo i I have
3: of the neos and of a tone master two tone masters
0: do you have two now well i are you what are you jack pearson hoarding them (laughs) trying to get a thousand dollars worth of them
3: no, I'm not. I'm not hoarding them. I uh, I have two because I started with the deluxe reverb, but I got to be honest with you. Is that they, what?
0: You, that's what you played on that gig, right? Yeah,
3: that's they right. just don't push the same amount of air. That you'd, a, you'd say it's
0: overall quieter. It's
3: yeah, it is. It it's it's a
0: weird. If, if you had to guesstimate a percentage, how many percent quieter? We talking like ten, or are we talking like forty? It's twenty five percent quieter than okay. a real
3: deluxe reverb. That makes sense, and I can say that with uh, confidence because I, uh, I've been playing it a lot, and it sounds really and good. You've
0: got a sixty six deluxe reverb right? of a
3: sixty six, yeah. And uh, well, actually, I, I have a couple. I've got a
0: well, that, that's uh, the one that I've seen you play. The yeah, sixty six yeah. that we, we talked about. Yeah, on the those... one that
3: blew up on that gig. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but it sounds really good, and that's actually a non reverb, so it's actually
0: was that with Gammon and Caleb? Yeah the people the person that i am most often mistaken for caleb yeah yeah not jake not jake although i am as bald as him yeah just not just not below the eyes
3: <laughs> just not below the eyes that's good i've never heard that before uh I like just that.
0: came up with it welcome back to gear and beer
3: gear and beer um no so tone master uh 25% quieter I had the Deluxe Reverb. I've been using it for a while. I got into a couple gig situations where I wish I had more headroom. Uh, so
0: you had more volume, but it just breakup came with it? Or does it kind of yeah, like have a shelf of No, the, the breakup too?
3: comes with it. So it's it has a 100-watt digital amp, so, which in theory is about the same as the Katana.
2: But okay, yeah. the
3: Katana has significantly more headroom. You can run a, a Les Paul through it, and it's not going to get too muddy. But the it,
0: Reverb... Do you think it's the. Uh, do you think they're using higher quality tone plastic for the PCB and the katana?
3: Could be. <laughs> the sweet katana. Poor katanas. Well, you
0: know. Uh, they're great. You hear people talk about tone woods and the tone in capacitors and like uh, actual hand wired stuff. So is there a difference? Is there a tonal difference in the. Co- the composition of um, the pcb so i did not get the tone master
3: because i thought it was going to be the same um as what i had uh well surely i got it because i was like well this could be cool for going downtown i don't mind to worry about small it it's
0: light yeah
3: it's really it's light
0: a, uh, affordable it, presumably
3: yeah it's 800 bucks 900 bucks something like that and, and it's I, more expensive I, than a work, A worker?
0: okay well yeah fair enough
3: twice as much but it's it it does sound good it, it it simulates the tube thing better uh, but anyway, I just got the same thing but as a twin okay uh, and because which is kind of funny because like the twin has a power attenuator on it you can run it at 85 simulated watts here's what I don't understand about the tone masters at all it's a it's a 100 watt power amplifier uh, and in the twin it's a 200 watt power amplifier. But in the twin, you have two speakers, you have two cream back
0: Neos, which are rated at sixty watts each. It's like melting my brain with all these words. Yeah, <laughs> Cream back neos.
3: Cream back Neos. Um but that How would many be watts are are those hundred and twenty total. So okay. you're but against a power amp of two hundred watts, it just doesn't make sense to me why they wouldn't
0: eventually I would blow think up. that would lead to unwanted color for breakup
3: i think that's why i ended up switching to the twin because i think it made more sense you get more
0: headroom and same volume
3: yeah or you don't
0: maybe even more
3: yeah because when i i would run the deluxe at full power and then put it to four and it was you know almost kind of unusable um like
0: at, amount of breakup
3: yeah it was just it was breaking up too much so i but the twin you can back it up you can go from 85 to 40 to 22 all the way down to like one watt so which at 40 i guess would be kind of similar to like what a Vibrolux would be um because i guess i'm assuming i haven't really messed with it that much so i just got it it the other day i'm gonna sell the deluxe rib though yeah the deluxe if anyone's looking
1: way way too early like you said around so you've messed with them yeah i mean old red has them and i play play yeah 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 totally yeah
0: Yeah, Yeah, man you know what uh old red I had that SVT-410, yep. uh, it was a CL, and it's gone. Yep.
3: Okay, so here's what... I, I played Old Red within the last couple of weeks, and yeah. I used I the Tone Master. Did you, this this past Saturday you
1: played that? Yeah, but I played bass. Okay,
3: so I, I used the Tone Master, yeah. and one of them had a blown speaker.
1: Yep, and I, I had them change it uh, before the gig started. Okay, uh, and then they
3: have yeah. the other one, the, the 68 Custom. Yep. Dude, that one they are...
1: have a, they have a second tone master actually.
3: Yeah, well, I had to so uh, they have three amps there. There's and they're all Talk's reverbs. The, right. There's two tone masters, one of which worked. What mm-hmm. did they what kind of su- uh,
1: speaker Dude, do they put in it? Who
0: is blowing all these speakers? Like why? Well, this is, is my it... point about the thing. Yeah, I think the power I, amp
1: doesn't work with Those guys. Speaker. I so I don't I, I don't know the guy's name, but the guy that came in after us I he's I've seen him like just as an example of one person that might do this out of the how many people that play there in a week. Yeah. This guy was cranking it up to like I think 7 mm-hmm. um which is like why? Yeah, you it know? was pretty why? hot. For you him. have you have in-ears and like they had like you don't need that much stage volume. He was louder than everybody else mm. like literally for no point. There's literally zero benefit to cranking that particular amp up to seven
3: it would be too dirty unless you had really exactly. underwound tele pickups well, it or it sounded some low like output absolute or... dog shit did it, it really sounded terrible
0: hmm. yeah interesting i just don't i don't see i haven't heard and i don't know how you would doesn't mean it's not possible and won't happen mm-hmm. i don't see how you can get the same Kind of saturation digitally as you can from analog parts. I yeah, just, I imagine the. I mean, they get better and better at emulating it, but well, it's, but but that that only uh, that's only true up to a certain volume, sure, and then it starts sounding weird. Yeah, right. So, Am I reaction. crazy? I
3: found yeah. on the one I have, which is different from the ones they have at Old Red, because I have the blonde ones. So it's got. Oh okay it what that basically means is they they do something different to the bright channel or the vibrato channel and they put the selection in instead of the uh, jensen but it sounds best at half power at about 5 yeah i don't know it just mike it just sounded right so i
0: well I mean, that's all that really mattered it's all that mattered yeah so i
3: that's kind of how i'd been using it do you it, play
0: but, many non-ears gigs downtown
3: yeah well no but i when i do that was the problem is i'd take it to a non-ears gig I'd be playing with the drummer that is loud, and I just I'm not even close to Somebody competing with it. Meat fisting it. Meat fisting <laughs> it. Just love a good meat fistin.
0: Uh,
3: we're gonna have to take that part out, but no, no, let's not take that out. That, hey, that, we're no. gonna have to edit out that out later, yeah, and then we won't. We won't. That,
0: yeah. but that's a that is a way that drummers refer to certain drummers. Meat as, fisters. Yeah. <laughs> meat meat fisted. Mm-hmm. It's just like dudes that bash. And that's as quietly as they can play. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Louie's kind of a meat fister. He I want to set up a, a feud with Louie for when he's on the podcast. And so then he you can... Guys can talk shit about it. And shit? then I'll have to come back on the podcast <laughs> to then have to talk shit. <laughs> well, back we'll have to make him. sure to lose more of your videos. <laughs> <next
0: time. laughs> so I have to come back. I'm just gonna happen to misplace all of them.
3: <laughs> Louis uh... needs multiple podcasts as well. He's very busy.
0: Well, yeah, that's true. He uh never can do anything no he has a wife yeah well she's gone a lot lately he still acts like she's home he's probably like <laughs> i gotta hang with with angel and earl sorry you guys i'll see y'all later <laughs> and i get it i would rather hang with angel and earl
3: yeah those are dogs they're dogs i have a. Uh... Something I'd like to say, but I'll have to tell it to you later because it's pretty funny.
0: Okay, I like funny stuff. Yeah, and I, and I definitely don't want anyone to enjoy that. So <laughs> um, <laughs> save it for the Patreon.
3: It's just, it's too, it's, it is, it's, it's a little OnlyFans ish for oh. this right now. Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: Well. uh R I P Only. I'll be sure to link Carl's OnlyFans. But.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> it's,
1: they, it's
3: it's coming to an end.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I wonder, did the government crack down on them or something? I don't know. But
2: we're gonna, no, 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 no. That's we're going to get all of our waitresses back.
0: It's not coming to an end. You, what you are losing the ability. I heard somebody break this down on the radio. The yeah, record. I don't, okay. I don't understand it. The what they change is you can't have like multi-party sexual. So you can't broadcast. be a cam girl, basically. So you, can- you can, That's only one person. You being naked on camera is fine. You performing coitus or the like or. Anything, doing a thing to another naked I, while you're I naked. I don't
1: understand it because it seems like that was their entire platform, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. isn't it? Isn't it like, you know, like half the chicks that anybody went to high school with, like during the pandemic, started doing OnlyFans. I Is honestly that... couldn't <laughs> yeah. tell you.
0: I've heard so much about it. I've obviously never looked at it. I don't. Right. I don't know. I don't even know what the yeah. interfacing is like. I don't know. Is it like TikTok, but just like uh, Hobots? I don't. I still don't understand why anybody Hobots. pays for porn. But who pays for porn? Yeah, who? Pays no for, one here
3: who pays
1: for anything these days. I don't. Yeah,
3: TikTok. That's funny you bring that up. You know who always
0: sends me TikToks? The only porn that I'm interested in is burger porn. <laughs> me too hashtag bobby jams kitchen
1: (laughs) (laughs) what what is it cook your food and eat it
0: cook your food and And eat eat it it. i like that that's good thank you Uh, yeah that was a 2 a.m voiceover idea that i have not that i have not changed yet i keep intending to redo a lot of things i i have the intention of i have a
3: lot of intentions as well in general
0: i well i and i mean just well sure yes certainly i identify with that sentiment but in reference to this podcast i keep intending to rewrite or to write and record a standalone intro and then make and continue to create new bad music for the the ad spots in the middle and the outro section uh, i've only used music that i've made sure yeah for any of this ex- with the exception of mark letary's podcast that he didn't share that he i that i took <laughs> samples of him playing and made loops for the bed music on on that yeah which is cool because you know he's just one of the he's like the uh for l- l- lack of an, anal- uh, an analogy that makes much sense he's like the dallas tom Bukovac.
2: Oh, he's yeah.
0: a, he's one of those dudes that picks up a guitar and as Bukovac referred to it, God's radio turns on. Yeah, and songs he doesn't noodle like I would noodle yeah. or Linden would noodle or perhaps you would noodle. Mm-hmm. It's just like there's an obvious composition that it's being improvised. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know and that's that's cool it is very cool i know (laughs) that's one of the reasons that bugaback so cool and and it is likewise one of the reasons that mark is so cool as a player uh is somebody i got to get on this podcast i I will buy him as many loaves of white mountain bread or i will bake him bread on my own and i will buy all the rolling rocks (laughs) but
3: and a, a, a cake congratulations thanks for coming on here's a
0: cake I could totally do that. That would be. Do are are you? Do you bake cakes? I cake is something that I've done the least. Deer and beer.
3: So when you're playing through stuff, are you thinking like of uh, you know guide tones, or are you just trying to think of a melody in your head?
0: Or it depends on what. So like what we were jamming on earlier. I know um, that's kind of straightforward but like well, there's, so I, there's I'm some generalizing odd that. things in there. So I'm thinking of I'm thinking of most of that as like a C major 7 or like an E minor okay. kind of a thing. Mm-hmm.
2: Um Cause like, with
0: the exception of the the A flat, I just I, I play A flat major 7 mm-hmm. outline or E flat outline that. Yeah, in, in E flat sound uh like E flat triad sounds good there to me as well. Um yeah.
3: So when I do something like that, I think of like a like on that I'm just thinking of like I'm trying to hit that that flat 5 thing. And then for whatever reason when I hit that, I'm just all I'm just thinking B
0: like you like the you like the I had this guitar teacher in uh community college honestly but mm-hmm. it was an incredibly awesome program with full of just some of the beast most beastly musicians I've ever seen to this day. Yeah. I had this private guitar instructor named Joe Lee who is still a cat in Dallas who will play circles around anybody. He's yeah. a super weird guy, but he um He was like, do you ever just sit down at the piano and play a chord and then figure out what notes you like over it? And I said, no. And he goes, oh, man, I do that all the time. And I'm like, okay. So I took my looper and I just like played chords and started figuring out what specific chord tones that I like over that. But like, and, and I'll be interested to get Lyndon's input on that, but i i'm not a i'm not a schooled jazz musician I'm a guy who likes the improv improvisational aspect of jazz and i like uh the anything goes kind of harmonic ideas and connecting like trying to connect an idea over yeah. chords that don't fit together i think you're
1: kind of short selling yourself i mean i Schooled or or not? You well, can, I guess what I really changes. Well,
0: what I really mean is like, it, if you're looking for an authentic bebop vocabulary, I'm not that guy. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, but you could pull it off. I don't. I couldn't. <laughs> no, you totally could You and, and and like you've you've got all the different voicings and like sure, sure. Uh, subbing stuff out. It, I it, mean,
1: but if we're talking like straight up Charlie Parker lines. Not in my bag.
0: But I guess uh, I really just mean trad like vocabulary. Yeah,
1: I know okay, okay, I see. I, see. I,
0: I, I say Bebop because, you know, that's the that's the roots essentially of all of that. So For it's sure. like saying the blues. Blues means a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just,
1: I know what you're saying, but I think I still think you're selling yourself short. You well, could sure. I mean you could step into pretty much any any jazz gig and i can play the changes i can if i know them or i can read them i can
0: play the changes I, i get very bored with my comping i i have voicings for stuff that i like and i often try to you know do the jazz guy thing of moving uh you know uh the i say the jazz guy thing the jazz bullshit guy thing of taking a shape moving it up or down a half a step and kind of thing but then at the same time like that doesn't work so well for chords but that's a great approach to like chord tone like I- improv like i had a lesson with Todd Parsno like 15 years ago Todd Parsno is a guy from Dallas uh, used to play with Roy Hargrove. Amazing uh, player. Kirk still plays with Kirk Franklin sometimes. Mm-hmm. Just a, like... As bebop of a guitar player. Like like bebop. Not like jazz, like bebop. Like the but, dude, tr- n- but
1: also a true chameleon. Uh,
0: totally. He's also like a le- legit blues guy. He, he's just a fantastic fucking guitar player yeah, is yeah. what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. And I had this lesson with him, and he was talking about He's like, so... I figured out one time or uh, some so and so and I figured out one time like all the different ways you can approach a chord tone and and it's like half down chord tone half up chord tone there's half down whole above chord tone yeah, there's like you know yeah like, and, right, and, and right. all all those things like it gives me all these things and he's like I practice every chord with all these approaches and I'm just like You know, I, I'm just like, I mean, to be honest, I had,
1: I had a lot of that at UNT and, uh, because there's cool stuff there. They call it like chromatic enclosures. There is cool stuff there, but I'm kind of like you, like, I think, you know, everybody learns a different way. Right. And like, you know, for me, it's personally, it's, it's like just finding dudes that I like that play real good and learning their stuff. And then like, Learning it so well that I don't really have to worry about whether or not it's going to be there. Do you that's, know what I mean? That's something
0: that I've gotten um, away from. So you transcribe a lot?
3: Yeah, do you I do? What I, I got to get you, back to it. Man. What what do you use what program?
1: I I don't. I, you just do it. Yeah, I, you, like by ear. Well, I think. If, if I really can't, if I really can't grab it, I'll go on YouTube and find it. Somebody so else been, slow it down. I've been transcribing a bunch YouTube, of the right? Alan Jackson stuff. Um, so the James Mitchell, uh, and Brent Mason stuff, mm-hmm. and and if there's like a line where I'm just like. I can't hear if he's ghosting it or I really want to hear what string he's playing it on. YouTube has that half-speed function. Ah, oh, um, I didn't know oh well, YouTube. Yeah, no, I
2: knew
0: that, but it I f- always forget that. It is
1: crazy useful. They have anywhere – you can speed up, but obviously I'm not trying to do that. Yeah, yeah. But it's great for practicing too because, uh, yeah, so like for listeners, if you don't know this, go to YouTube. Anything that you want to learn, you can do 75%, ha- uh, 50%, and 25%
0: that's amazing I didn't know that. I, i've done that somebody told me probably you told me about that before and i use it a couple times and then i just something i certainly need to get back to is I have... transcribing stuff i'm just like every time i listen to steely dan which is pretty much any time i get into my car uh and m- more so like even fagin records i really love solo fagin uh but all that stuff there's so much like, it doesn't even matter what Instrument you play and you're trying to be better at, just transcribe Steely Dan, whatever instrument, trumpet, vibes, even drums. The,
1: just the chord progressions are singing so tight
0: groups of yeah. background vocals. There's that. Did you listen to that thing I sent you? Yeah.
1: Oh man, I haven't listened to the second track yet, but the first track was amazing.
0: It's so they he released a. He did a recording. I think the whole thing will eventually come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you familiar with the first Fagan solo record from the late '80s or early? I think it's early '90s. It's called No. It's late '80s. Uh, it's called Nightfly. I'm not familiar with it. You have to listen to that okay. record on your way home, and uh, just listen to some anytime when you can, like listen, listen. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. It's usually in the car. Honestly,
0: same. Um, yeah. I, I've been trying to make time. Uh, just like really learning my monitors with music that I'm super familiar with Mm -hmm. and whatever. But it's sonically kind of weird. It's a little crispy and like there's like some sort of weird booty shelf on like the whole master but the playing and the songs and all the performances from all the musicians is just amazing. That's cool. The his I think one of my favorite records of all time is his Morph the Cat record which is mm-hmm. Wayne Krantz and Keith Carlock on Is the,
1: that Wayne on the live thing you sent me?
0: I don't know who it is, but it doesn't sound like Wayne. Sometimes to
1: it me. sounds like Wayne and then sometimes it totally doesn't.
0: Most, I would say, most of it doesn't. Yeah. Some of the vocabulary sounds a little bit like Wayne. The overall aggression and tone, to me, don't yeah. sound like Wayne.
1: Uh, what were you going to say that you use to transcribe? Oh, capo, capo. It's an app called Capo. Okay. You can I'm just not put. Familiar.
3: It's uh, it's actually kind of cool. You uh, you know, you, you can like loop sections and um, slow it down to whatever. Oh. And how uh, much does it cost? I bought it so long ago, and I want to say maybe it was thirty bucks, something like that. Okay. Um and it's then crazy. But the problem is, is like that was back when everyone owned their files. Like if you had like an iTunes library full of like material you want right. to right now, everybody buy the track. Now you have basically. to buy the track, or like you have to go on you know you can't Bootleg move a spot on youtube or something yeah. yeah so actually the youtube thing actually is makes more sense because then you just have access yeah,
0: because to every, stuff.
1: everything and has everybody has on everything YouTube. on youtube yeah. no. everything yeah. you can yeah.
0: find the lowest and highest quality versions of every song <laughs> yeah.
1: so youtube if you're listening please please don't take that function away no that's a great i, I, Lord, I had no idea I you can do it on you your phone me. as well YouTube, awesome. if
0: you're listening, be more favorable to this podcast with your algorithm. Thanks.
1: <laughs> also, yeah. give us a bigger cut.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just give us any cut.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> Dude,
0: this podcast I, is a long way from monetization.
1: <laughs> I I was I stepped out to grab uh, drinks, but, um, man, can we hear some of this guitar? This oh yeah sure yo, this that sounds, sounds great so good. Play this some is
3: a uh, so this is a R seven, R eight.
0: You tell me. It's your guitar.
3: I don't know. Does that sound right?
0: There's R7. There's R8. There's, there's both of yeah, I really don't know.
3: It's an R7, I think. But
0: Sevens and nines
3: are the most common
1: I don't know what year it
3: is. Ones. It's okay, It's a
1: 13, I, th- I think is what it says.
3: Well, that's the year that Bill Nash messed with it. Oh, so I, okay, I found this know. at World, World Music back when they were-
2: That's Westside,
3: Charlotte? Yeah, they were under different ownership then. Because I, I think since then, it's- different ownership group and it's not been the same since i've been back wait so
1: bill did not build this he modded he didn't
3: build this so he just he takes this and he supposedly files the body down this is like from the salesman who was really great that was there at the time it's not there anymore but um he apparently according to bill who this guy knew they would bring the body down, which he said is closer to what a fifty eight would be.
0: And listeners, if you you can't see this right now, but if mm-hmm. you go look on YouTube, there's good view of this. Good view of it. Yeah. Heavy relic that's gotten a beautifully checked and uh, top and headstock.
3: Yep. And Bill Nash obviously does really good distressing. That wasn't necessarily does. what sold this for me. Distressing how, it, but um, specific it how is. specific. But uh, what sold it for me? I mean, it just felt right. I don't know. It's got a um, telephone pole of a neck. Yeah. It's got a huge neck, um, and then uh, I, I I had ended up refretting it. Of course, everything needs to get refretted at some point. And I should I, do
0: that to my strat because does it need it? Oh, it's yeah. They're, they're from three frets. Oh, really?
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It probably do, it does need oh, it. Oh, it's it's bad. Uh, and then I replaced the nut for tuning stability. Really, and we were talking about that off the mm-hmm. camera, but um, whatever I lost tone wise by
0: that's a very. Not having you can very s- you like easily see that playing.
3: Yeah, um, it's it really holds tune great. And then my guitar tech suggested doing it over the however. Mm-hmm. Anyway,
0: uh, better sustain for sure.
3: And uh, from what I know, the uh, Bill Nash re- replaces the pickups with Luller. Demarzio Blues Breakers in oh, this one. I thought he always Blues Buckers. Lullers. Not okay. not on this one. This is a really odd guitar. So he just basically takes it redoes it and then and, and was a, and he probably sure did just a handful.
0: I'm about to say he probably didn't do it anymore. No,
3: no, no, no. This was back probably when he was still working on so it too. What
1: uh what like general era would you say
0: this guitar was actually built in?
3: Oh uh well I don't know the year that the I had I have R certi- sevens
0: and R9s were like early aughts right?
3: I have a serial number. Okay, I don't so know if you not, want to look it's it not up. vintage. But,
0: no. no, 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 So no, no, he no.
1: makes it essentially vintage.
0: Yes, he specs spec- R seven yeah. and R nines are custom shop fifty seven and fifty nine Les Paul reissues. Oh,
1: okay. So this is a
0: custom shop. It's then. a custom shop. Yeah. Oh, so it's, it's a custom a nice custom, custom shop.
1: It's a, it's a it's a it's an awesome
3: guitar.
0: It's and, a custom, custom custom custom. And
3: every other Gibson I play, well, except your three thirty. This is a three thirty five, right? Thirty. Thirty. Yeah, that yeah. thing's amazing. Full it is amazing. But there's, you know how you can't pick up every gibson and go oh this one's great they're not all great they're they're definitely not you know but this one has always they run to the me.
0: gambit of good guitar quality <laughs> yeah <sure>. they do.
2: <laughs>
0: but uh i don't know yes yeah, so- and it's irrespective of price or absolutely build attention for some absolutely reason.
3: well i have a an sg i got during the pandemic so i was recording i, I didn't have yeah, one. you
0: brought that to the the lost files. and
3: that'll be when we get our 10th chair that will become available
0: when we, if we get ten shares, the twenty fifth episode will be will the air. Carl the Lost Years. The
3: Lost Years. <laughs> but I, I I got this SG at uh down in Florida. And,
0: uh, it's actually pronounced Flotta.
3: Flotta, Fl- Florida, down in Florida, and uh, it for whatever reason I don't know what my the guy that worked on it for me up here uh, was like yeah this one's odd like I who guess worked
0: there, out, or, or, uh, who Joe worked up Joe Bavona. We talked about it on the yeah. Last he years.
3: is the GuitarGuruTennessee.com, dot com. I think is his website. But is um, he the
0: guy I should take my sixty three for a refretting?
3: Absolutely. This guy cares so much about his work. I've been through a lot of texts, and I, I'm, all of us have. I mean, if you're watching this, then obviously you, you go to. You've probably been to a fair amount because you care about your instrument. But this guy really does a good job.
0: I have used British Audio a few times. And it was always great work. Really? But I was always kind of surprised based on what all the things that I've heard. Mm -hmm. I've only had positive experiences there, but I know for a fact that there's been turnover since I was first going there when I first moved to town. Oh, yeah. Have you been into British Audio lately? uh, They don't sell anything anymore. Oh, really? No, they took
3: everything out. They only work on stuff now. Huh. There's no guitars, no amps, nothing for sale. Smart,
0: because all... all, That's probably where all the money was, anyway. Everything that they had in there was crap. Yeah. I mean, who wants to buy that? you you got working pros in, uh, you know, the third largest hub for music entertainment in the United States. Yeah. Uh, You might even be able to argue that more comes out of here than comes out of New York.
1: I think so. These days,
0: yeah. That's what I mean, just based on the the current socio political economic right. climate of yeah that we are navigating it's it's kind of crazy yeah actually to think about that because what a small place this is what a small community but, but i love uh, i'm sorry I, I digress yeah yeah i i every time i went in there i was like oh cool i'm gonna drop this off and i'll see what i'll see if i can find something cool and it's just like you know, stuff geared towards sales to a a middle school kid's parent. Yeah, you I know. know.
1: Yeah,
3: they they is it. What was that line they were carrying a bunch of? It's,
0: yeah,
1: I know what you're talking about. I was trying. Oh to say yeah, it's called stuff. vintage. Yeah, was I it? think it is. You're right. You're right. It was it like it is.
3: Uh, some sort of but like five hundred dollar
1: top price range. You yeah, know?
3: but and they would they would copy less Les Paul's, Pauls mostly. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But it was like kind of meh. Yeah, um, it was it was definitely no everything there. in there was straight booty. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, well they they had like a fair amount of resale stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and some of that was cool, but like I mean, obviously you're just going in there to get stuff fixed, you know. Th- that's the only
3: reason I ever went. They in. had a couple of vintage they, amps in there. They were, were nice. selling Kemper's for a while, and I'm sure that uh, they did well on that because mm-hmm. I, I think they did a deal with Michael Britt, and uh, oh, they were selling his loaded. Or Kempers loaded with all of his stuff, and I'm sure that was probably a pretty good deal.
1: I've never heard that.
3: Man. (laughs) If you like Kempers.
1: This
0: is the the part of the podcast? Could we just open up a can of worms? This is the (laughs) Well I They sound good, but I just don't I've never and I've never played through one and I don't own one, and I certainly haven't gigged through one.
1: I have one. Man,
0: have you met Justin Butler? No, who's that?
3: Justin Butler loves Kemper's. In fact, he also loves everything digital.
0: Uh, last it's his I favorite. heard, last I heard, he, loves he was everything, running a really. uh, a Quilter Power Block 200. That's what it. That's what I heard through, through a single. <laughs> you know, watt you know Neo what I want to do? I want to. <laughs> I want to, but it's not in a cabinet. It's, I
3: want to take my tone It's mastered. welded
0: to the floor. <laughs>
3: I want to take my Tone Master Deluxe Reverb and text him, "Hey man, I have got the Deluxe Reverb. Can you do some work on it? Yeah, it's got some weird I, I think I want to take the bright cap out of it and, and then just bring him the Tone Master.
2: <laughs> Dude, please do that.
3: Please." <laughs> he oh. would hate he would just it would there I wouldn't be welcome back.
0: <laughs> now, well, so when when and I'm do mean when that happens, I'm going to come with my camera and You want to
3: follow that? Yeah.
0: yeah this would be gonna-
3: like punked. He the won't gear and, and beer, beer podcast.
0: It'll, it'll, yeah, it'll be uh, that's the perfect April Fool's joke. Gear and, gear and beer punk to you. Here's
3: what we're gonna do. I'm gonna bring my Tone Master Deluxe.
0: I hope that this doesn't premiere before we get this done.
3: And my katana, and you can bring the HX Stomp, and tell him, hey man, there's just like a weird buzz that's coming from it. Figure you could, you
0: know, go through but, the schematic. But to, when we what we tell him has to be, hey, uh, well, I actually have two things I need to take to him anyway. But uh, I'll be like, "Hey man, my uh, uh, one of my old Fenders is acting up, and I'll and I'll and I'll bring in your Tone Master." <laughs> and you will be like, "Hey, I got this Boss that uh, this this Japanese Boss early or, or late eighties Japanese Boss." I pedal. think it's a
3: good one. It's got the Wazacraft symbol on the front of it. <laughs>
1: But you got to take the Tone Master thing off of your. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, he's yeah, going to
3: yeah. know before it gets in there. He's going he's gonna to pick it he'll up. He'll smell and like, it what when, is the, this? when we open the car door in the street. <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> yeah, he'll be like working on something in the shop. And <laughs> he's like, what is that digital
0: scent?
3: Yeah. <laughs> what else can we bring him that's like a funny, like bad pedal or something like that that he wouldn't want to work on?
0: Uh, anything that has epoxy in it. Yeah, tr- very true. Yeah. Because I, I tried to get him to fix my MXR. I mean, you, not that he. Wouldn't you can't yeah 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 you, you have to replace those boards you can't fix them mm-hmm. oh wow um, well, that's what they're doing to but the my new... MXR stereo chorus which I is a great pedal mm-hmm. it's not something that I would keep on a regular board but if ever you need chorus it's great sound but what also it that pedal does that's cool it's an 18 volt pedal and it's got a uh, a separate preamp section with the treble and a bass control yeah and you can turn. All the chorus often just you could just use it as like a fat boost if you wanted to. Yeah, it's
1: do they just fat. cover the PCB in epoxy? Yeah.
0: Oh my god. So that same thing with that Aguilar, <laughs> that old ass Aguilar pre that they haven't made in twenty years that's that I've got sitting the, right yeah. there. That that's also PCBs epoxy. PCBs covered in epoxy. Yeah. That I is. I mean, I get that happens. A lot. I get the. It's like to keep things like proprietary. It's gonna,
1: yeah, it's going to preserve it. Yeah. Oh, it's really—is it a propri- That's what That's what move? Butler told me, and I oh, I would think that's... it would be like maybe preservation of the parts or something.
0: Justin would know the, midi- the parts don't cost anything. Why would you want to preserve them? The midi- well, uh, the midi chlorine is very high, in and when it breaks, you want to sell somebody a new one. You don't you don't want to break and somebody be like, "How can I design a better one of these?" Oh man, because that is the pedal market today. Is how can I redesign or design this better for stomp form? Yeah, like thus the HX and the H9, and, right, right, and, right, right. You know all that's. All it's like the
3: things. Prince of Tone, which I brought today, which is nothing like the King of Tone.
0: Oh, dude, can we hear it? Yeah,
3: definitely. Let's, let's what do, what do
1: you have on the board right now? Is it the King of Tone that's on the board?
3: No, I, I'll put it on. I, I well, I brought this. I just tr- I had a uh, the Slide Rig Cali seventy six compressor, okay. which was good. That's I, the double. The double chain one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Um,
0: nice, man. It
3: was good. Well, I traded it. I'm about to say, if you're
0: selling it, I I might buy it. I've been, I've wanted, I've wanted to try one of those.
3: It it was good. I I have two because I'm a gear hoarder, just like all of us. Um, and I have the, the regular one, the the, deluxe, whatever they call it, compact deluxe, which is, I guess, the one channel. You can just, there's more usable function in that one than the slide rig. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, there's just only, so many knobs you can have when you're trying to do a two two thing. Uh, so I anyway, that's I, I traded it out because I was interested in these. I've seen some really good stuff about the Duelist. Um, I prefer the King of Tone over. I know nothing about this. Tell me about this, Ben. I'm not really sure. I don't really know anything about it either. And I'll be honest, it, when, I, when I brought it today, I was thinking, I was like, this could be fun to bring because I bet Lyndon will know something about it. Are they or he'll he'll look pre-ends? it up and he'll be like, this is what it does. And we'll like mess with For it. For the duelists? Yeah, yeah. do you, I bet you know something about I've, it.
1: I've heard a fair amount. I know that Saul uses it a lot. He kind of swears by it. I didn't know exactly what it, was, what it was modeled. What did you say it was? I uh, thought
3: it was supposed to be kind of like a king of town.
1: I, I was thinking that it, it, that it was supposed to be like blendable uh, preamps. I thought it was like a du- like dual channel Dumble thing. Oh, um, well that makes sense. I could be got mistaken. S- no,
3: that makes sense because it has the string string singer, singer on one side. Okay, makes, yeah, but the
1: other yeah. side Does has it, heavy okay. hands. I was gonna it? say because the knobs look like Dumble knobs. Yes, That's they do.
0: You are listening to the Gear and Beer Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Bobby Jam's Kitchen. Want to take your home cooking to the next level? Need new recipe ideas or meal inspiration? Like, follow, and subscribe to Bobby Jam's Kitchen on YouTube and Instagram. At Bobby Jam's Kitchen. Cook your food and eat it.
1: that's the fat that's the fat clip as as we come back we're just uh, just kind of to catch everybody up we are um, kind of going over the uh, Kingtone duelist give
0: me some uh, mistake covering delay oh <laughs> yeah
2: <laughs>
1: we were talking about the dips which is on the inside but um, the the uh, What we were just talking about is the pre-clipping EQ that looks like, from this diagram, it's on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Take it away, Carl, man.
3: Cool. Well, we have the heavy hand on right now. So, drive B, and it does sound really good. I mean, that's a fat sound.
1: Yeah. That's a great. That's
0: a great. And, Rob, you're still bridge pickup, volume backed off a little bit, right? No, no. Volume wide open. Tone wide open. open. Okay. Okay. Cool.
2: Wow! That's the stock setting, and it does seem like it's a little less driving. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so
3: I'm, I'm hearing every everything's coming through pretty clearly. That's good.
0: It's um yeah.
3: I mean that amp has a lot to do with it's it. it's A lot too. of clarity. Well,
0: so. it's it's so my my initial thought is that. I'm very familiar with the amp and Mm -hmm. it's a very bright amp especially the way you have it set yeah this sounds pretty dark compared to what I see oh really yeah
1: let's hear the the, uh, like just direct in bypass okay
3: here's bypass no delay in anything
1: so just
0: a tiny bit of hair on it a little bit of hair yeah a little bit of hair and I I would call that uh, I wouldn't call that bright I would call that I mean, there's some brightness, but I wouldn't call it bright. Like, no, no, we're also considering like, that you're on the bridge pickup right now. Yeah, well, yeah, well, exactly. But I'm, so, I'm looking I have at the, bass I have the cut trouble. and treble boosted. Yep. Like if I did that with any of my guitars, it would be like being stabbed with an ice pick. Yeah. But, but I, I run you're, my things you're, differently.
3: You're into bright sounds, though, aren't you?
0: I I am, and Lyndon famous, infamously on this podcast one time. Said that I did not have bright guitar tone, and it blew my mind then, and still blows my still mind <laughs> because I feel like I have super bright. Like when I hear other people, I'm like, that sounds too dark. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I
1: I think when to clarify, if I may, you may, no, please, uh, you may, by in, all means, in the court of public opinion, uh, <laughs> it, I I think that your tone is, I don't think of it as bright because you still your even your brightest sound is fat. Um, you you have a more open, raw sound. So I, I yeah. rarely hear you use something that sounds compressed. True. Even, I don't, I don't, even if you're using a humbucker. Yeah. Interesting, um, yeah. Yeah, I think that you tend towards pedals and amps that have like this kind of nice, open, very
0: responsive. Something that soars. Uh, yeah, open. Yeah. Open is a great word to describe yeah. what I look for in just about any sound, especially in overdrive. Oh, yeah, definitely, um, yeah.
3: The, the matchless is especially that's why I really like the light speed that's a very open
0: pedal it is it's it's super open and it can bring the sparkle to something that doesn't have it yep but you that it's a really usable uh frequency knob so mm-hmm. yes definitely because there's so much high end on tap there yeah that that that's one of the reasons i like it cause I've, I've never you put it on a flyboard. it doesn't matter what you come in contact with you can get the brightness and if you need to you can run it as an always on pedal i did
3: a uh flight eight
0: last weekend to north dakota we did uh, oh yeah tiger lilies yeah um
3: in the uh production company had a deluxe reverse. this is tiger why
0: lilies, can i call can i refer to them as cat flower
3: you make yeah absolutely okay i'm gonna start <laughs> referring to them as the cat flowers too um but they had a so we were talking about the Tone Master Deluxe Reverb earlier, and I, I don't want to get too far away from this Duelist thing. But I was make I'll a real quick us point. bring back around. Okay. Yeah, so if
0: you, if you don't mind, just stay sitting right there.
3: <laughs> I will not move. Don't get, don't get too. Far I away. won't circle back. Um, so we uh, they had a sixty-five, you know, standard Deluxe Reverb that you buy from the store, you know, not not the hand wired one, but the
0: the PCB reissue, PCB reissue,
3: yeah. uh, and the uh,
0: the blackface presumably.
3: And yes, yeah, but it's so. We were talking about the Tone Master earlier, and it, I feel like it's about 25% quieter. Um, yeah. Man, the uh, and I know that has a little bit to do with speaker, and it's its just a different... It's a completely different amplifier. You're using
1: power in a different way. It, it's, Absolutely the different. The response way. is it's invariably almost, going to be different. Yeah, It's yeah.
0: almost like the... I mean, to a certain degree, it does matter, but within... 20 or 30 like wattage ratings don't matter it it comes down to does it sound good Mm -hmm. or does or do they pair well because like you can get a great sounding vintage fender amp and you plug it into two v30s and it's going to sound horrible yeah because the frequency uh shape of the of a v30 isn't meant for uh a clean Like a twin. Yes. It's meant for a marshal that's like blowing mids across your forehead. Yep, absolutely. Well, and
3: this was an interesting thing. thing. So, this, like, deluxe reverb, I've got it on stage, and, you know, we're playing, you know, a big venue. Uh, There's probably three or 4,000 people there. to giving you an idea of how many people are here. It's outdoor. And I'm running the deluxe. Was it a fair? Uh, No, it was actually in Fargo. It's this uh, venue called um, The the Lights.
1: Oh, I was going to say The Windbreak.
3: No, I have played The Windbreak, though. Was the Queen the of North Dakota times. with you guys? The Queen of North Dakota? Yeah. No, but every time I go up Just there now, I always tell my family, I'm like, well, I'm going north of the wall for the weekend. <laughs>
1: dude i kind of love north dakota because those, i love it too dude, those Never people been. are so cool and it's they, like going back to they the, love country music they love music in general it's like going
3: back to the 70s everyone's really dude. kind and everything's yeah. nice and, and well and they don't
1: it. get they don't get stuff very often yeah so like they're just excited to be there yeah and well to be if gwen is any music. representation
0: of those people then i get it because she's like one of the most beautiful souls i've ever met yeah
1: absolutely um okay let me bring us back to the duelist yes because can i make I, one point about the deluxe yes, real quick please uh so this nope, was sorry that time
3: out, outdoor both nights uh and i could hear my amp pretty clearly on stage even at four whereas if i'm playing down at whiskey row at the tone master yeah. if i don't have my ears in, i just don't have much definition what amp did you have it was this was
1: the Tone Master? The deluxe. I didn't have the Tone oh, Master in the reissue. With the reissue. PCB. And reissue. It, it just okay. it's just
3: louder and I there's something about the way it pushes air. That's
1: my workhorse amp, man. I take yeah. it I and I've 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 put a cannabis rex in it, clipped the bright cap on the vibrato yeah. channel, the mm-hmm. whole thing that you normally do. Yep. Um that amp sounds great. If the guitar is good, that amp sounds great.
3: So I brought uh, this LSL I'll show you in a minute, but I I, yeah. I, I ran the same board, so I I use the eighty one for heavier drives and then light speed for everything else and Lightspeed just makes everything sound good. And that was my point that I was trying to make. As a workhorse amp, I That's would so choose
1: is. the 65 Reissue over the Tone Master yeah. any day.
3: Have you messed with the 68? The
1: Is that the silver face one? Yeah uh tone master or reissue oh reissue yeah not reissue's the one that is at old old red they yeah, actually yeah. don't have the tone master i don't well like that it.
3: one needs new tubes because i i tried turning it on and it, it was only putting out half out, output i used
1: it before the pandemic um, it was a working they, man. It, yeah it was it, i didn't like it the the breakup is way too early it breaks up at 3 yes it sounds and the breakup's not pretty no like and i just i like pedal platform if i'm using a, a fender i like pedal platform, yeah you want it yeah totally. you know uh, I want you kind of know what you're getting when you it's clean at three or four. You yep, know, definitely. Um, okay, back to so the anyways, dualist. Back to the dualist. Yeah. Uh, we we've heard so this, this is, is bypass bypass. So I want
3: to play. I want to go back and I want to hit this. Uh, this is the B side. Let's hear it I'm wide he- open, heavy handed. <laughs>
2: This is with the stock pre-clip, but I want to I want to go to the
3: glass, which I think could probably be even less drive.
0: No, it's 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 way uh crispier top end. I was gonna say I don't know that this is darker. It's it's the opposite. It's way brighter. Brighter, yeah. I well, like what it. were you That's
1: that's the
3: brightest yeah. setting.
1: What were you saying is darker to you? What setting were you saying is darker?
3: Oh, we were just talking about the amping. D- I think it's the guitar that's pretty dark. The going guitar the, is. Pretty oh,
1: dark. Yeah. I see. I see. It probably, but that sounds good to me. That does
0: sound. That yeah,
3: sounds. That, like, I mean, you could play like a rhythm, like a heavy rhythm with that. That's, the, that's pretty fat too.
0: Yeah, yeah. So this is the st- This is the st- the string singer side. Stock open. Yeah.
3: I mean, that seems drivey like the other side too.
0: It's uh that the glass setting as well. That's
3: the glass. You want me to switch that?
1: No, no, no. I just I was going to I kind of s- want to hear the stock
0: setting let stop. That's a little more pleasant. I like the brightness because I, I just always, I'd rather have too much and roll some off. Yeah,
3: definitely. But I hear the notes coming through. I mean, it's not covering. I was going to say there's a
1: lot of clarity in yeah. there. Yeah.
0: You want to hear the fat setting? Yeah, please. Yeah, let's hear the Robert setting. I'm going to try
3: cranking this drive real quick, see what it sounds like.
1: Please enjoy the sounds of Robert's garage opening. Here's a d- some
0: delay. Yeah, about to say, give me some, give me some suck cover. <laughs>
2: That's pretty, pretty,
1: pretty okay. pleasing. Yeah, I like it. Yeah.
3: You want to hear it against the, the uh, light speed?
1: Absolutely. Okay, I'm going to turn it off. Here's the light speed. That guitar sounds real nice, just by itself.
3: It's an interesting pickup selection, but, you know, if Bill Nash did it, he probably went through a
1: lot of things to figure out what he liked. I can only imagine having played his stuff. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Lightspeed has a lot of transparency. <laughs> it's yeah, really transparent. I have got
1: to get one of those, man. I, like, They're worth it, yeah. I, I've been holding off because I, I didn't want to buy one brand new because enough people have them that I can yeah. buy one at a decent price. But
3: Yeah, I think so, too.
1: Hey, Rob, can we hear that with uh, the volume backed off a little bit? Because it... it, it I, it sounded so nice with the Duelist backed off just a little bit earlier before we started. Yeah, it, th-
3: the, I know what you're saying with the guitar. It just it just works really good. It, I think on. it
1: just chops off a little bit of the top end yeah. that, so that it's not as It's
3: not harsh so harsh.
0: Yet. Or... So here's wide open. That's 5%. Noticeably different. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. A lot nicer, I think. Here's 10%. That's beautiful. That's, be- that's nice, yeah. I, that's what I would call thick with two C's. Yeah. <laughs> that's a two C thick. <laughs>
1: to be perfectly honest, I don't know why, but I used to just on gigs play wide open all the time until you told me that you you play backed off a little bit. Which I never would have thought you did, uh, from just, you know, hearing your tone or whatever. But like once I started doing it, I was like. Man, it almost never sounds to me. It almost never sounds ideal, tone-wise, to be wide open all the time. No,
0: I well, agree. especially yeah. if you're used to, you know, if your pedals are set to work a volume pedal or knob before the the drive yeah. section, like it, it just those pedals just function way differently at yeah, that yeah. volume. You, especially, just like based on like their literal dB settings.
1: At this point, I am wide open, volume and tone. Only when it is, like, face-melting solo yeah, portion yeah. of the set. You know? That's yep. about it. The way
0: I have to run... I mean, I told you guys I've been playing my dad's 63 Strat all the time. yeah, yep. And it does not have any kind of treble bleed or cap. So, just, like, yep. it immediately sounds like this when you turn it down. Yeah. So I, It's, like, ha- to where it's unusable. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, you, you have maybe a 10% just at the very top to work with. Mm-hmm. And it's just enough to like make it great but i have to i have to run it differently yeah and so like typically i've been switching towards the last half of the gig to my sg things get more rocking cool uh it's a lighter guitar yeah i have total treble bleed control on on both pickups yep. and it's a, a really good bright and like open sounding guitar anyway Mm -hmm.
3: so i've told people before that on my pedal of course not this one because i have a little one here but uh you know on a regular size board i think that the volume pedal might be my most important pedal
0: do you have a three tone one yep yeah
3: i I have
1: got to get justin to make i've got two two that's what we can bring that's what we can bring
3: we should bring him uh one of those digital volume pedals. Hey man, this thing's just not working. The- <laughs> I have one of yours and I got this one. Of course it's digital so it's better, right? I mean, maybe you could take a look at it.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, by digital you mean like the infrared one? The,
3: yeah, the one yeah. the one where the like the meter goes up as you push yeah, down. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> he would love us. So uh I wanna have
3: you heard the nineteen eighty one pedal yet?
0: Uh, I don't think mm-hmm. I have. I've never I mean I've heard it but I've never played through
3: one. You gotta kinda check it out. It's kinda cool. So here's Let's bypass again.
1: This is kind of a, a rat clone. Rat clone, yeah. But clone is putting it nicely, since some of the. It's so much. Not, yeah, yeah,
3: there's a lot, lot done to it. It's good for heavy.
0: I like that you get all the saturation, but you don't. It doesn't bring that mid mud that wolf yeah that, that un- nor does, unnecessary nor does wolfy. it bring the brittle it's like it's, a, it's the yep. right amount of yep. presence
3: and I actually have to cut a lot of trouble I mean I'm running the cut at like 80% because oh. it can be un- unusable like
1: I'll,
3: on tap. I'll, ba- I'll back it off <laughs> yeah
1: kind of a lot of booty for uh, yeah.
2: That
3: that's with the cut at uh, 10 o'clock I don't like it's that. too much yeah, yeah. It does sound good with more it volume for it. It's big, yeah. yeah. It's good, like if you're doing a cover gig, you got to play like that. Journey, yeah, it works for that. So I want to show you this. Uh, I brought my Prince of Tone as well, and uh, I'm gonna. I'll put it in where the Duelist is. Okay, I'm not quite getting. I'm not in love with it. I want to see what y'all think of it. I want to hear
1: it. I don't don't have a king of tone memorized, like, you know, imprinted in my brain or anything, but I've heard it enough times to... Uh,
0: The last guitar player on this podcast had one of those on her board. Oh, yeah. That's right. Who'd you have on? Lindsay Miller. Oh, cool. Uh, Billy Freeman was last week, but she was the week before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, here's the overdrive.
3: Actually, I'm going to start with
2: the
3: clean boost. And this, the clean boost is my favorite of the settings. Okay. And that that's what it is. It's is on now. on right now? Yep. Okay. Like in an
0: A, B? Makes it sound more British to me.
3: So here's the I'm going to switch it to the overdrive clip.
1: I like that setting. That that yeah. to me
3: is the most usable one that it
1: has. Cool.
3: Now this is what I don't like is the overdrive setting.
2: It's Bullshit. it's weird.
3: What is it about that that makes it unpleasing? I don't know what it is. It's
0: a it's a upper cli- mids characteristic, clipping. yeah. Yeah. It, the it, clip the clipping sounds and Part of that is the uh, just the function of speaker emulation. You can hear more of that upper mid stuff, yeah. mm-hmm. like you know, turning one of those fenders on, and in the room is going to sound totally different than their closest emulation. Yeah. Also, to be thing.
1: to be fair, that Matchless is kind of picky about pedals.
0: No, oh, I totally. is. You know,
1: I, I I think I like the I. I think I like the way that you put it. Once best, it is uh, if it's a good pedal, it sounds good through the matchless. If it's not a good pedal, yeah. it doesn't sound good through the match. I bet. Like, yeah, I, I can like, see that being or true. or in this case, setting. Mm-hmm. You know, like if yeah, you because didn't that, like it, the first one did sound good. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. In this case, setting, like if you didn't yeah. like it beforehand, I'm not surprised that the matchless doesn't make it sound that
0: good. Yeah, you know. So here's it's a discerning.
1: Platform.
3: I'm going to turn it on again, but this is the third setting, which is the the uh, distortion setting, and this is another one I'm not necessarily a fan of, but
0: I want to see what you guys think. Instantly better. It's way better than the other it's one. It's way better than
3: the overdrive, but it's not quite as good as the clean boost version was. No, but
0: I but I like that.
3: Yeah, I mean, that sounds
0: pretty good. Because cool. I would take my tone knob and be like.
3: Got the tone at about half. You to go up with it. Leave it like right, down, right there. I'm
0: saying I, I roll it off from there. Got right? it. I, okay. Yeah. I got this at like bright. you know uh, six of ten. Oh, cool. I mean that does sound good. I agree because it's the right, it's brightness in the right frequency spectrum. Yeah. It's not whatever that un, I don't. And I, if I figure out what that that number is, I'm going like let that. That sounds
3: name, pretty black crowsish to me yeah. almost.
0: It's it's just the whole deal for me is. The higher gain goes doesn't mean that it should sound less open.
3: Yeah, no, I agree. You yeah. still
0: And this, and that sounds open.
1: That does, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel like I can still hear every string.
3: Exactly. That, well, that's why I like the 1981 thing. I think I, think I hear everything that I want to hear through it, and oh, nothing sure. gets too woofy, and I don't totally. lose any, any note clarity. Like, that sounds good. That's a good... So there's so there's two settings on the Prince of Tone that are pretty
0: usable. Yeah, but that was I really like that first one. Halfway man. roll yeah. back on the tone. This is wide open tone. That's a little that's a little crispy. Right, yeah, roll it off on the on the pedal. I mean, that's obviously a, I think I, a poor riff choice for that amount of breakout, <laughs> but
1: I think I liked it better rolled off on the guitar. I
0: I, I do too. The, yeah, the, Here's
3: back to the clean boost if you wanna.
0: No, don't do anything to that.
3: That's good.
1: Yeah, the character that it adds to that to that tone is
3: really Which is because like for being a clean boost, I don't really think it's clean. I mean it's still drivey. It's just a it's, it's kind of a poor I would call it a medium drive. Yeah, me too. So when it getting back to that whole Tone Master against the Katana thing, just for yeah. a second, Um, the reason I stopped using the Katana is that I ended up swapping the speaker for a Texas Heat, thinking that that would be because I I didn't, it got really hairy around the Was low it like mids. higher wattage rating or something? Higher wattage rating, but then it it ended up that all my pedals going through it just weren't breaking up the right way, and mm. I I just kind of fell out of out of favor with it. Yeah. So I switched to, and and that is the one good thing about the Tone Masters. It does break up, but, I mean, it, it does handle pedals pretty well for being a solid stand. Tone Master's
1: pretty damn close to, pretty close. to the yep. reverb, man. It's just once you start catching the the amp breakup yeah. is when it becomes noticeable. Through, so if I'm at Old Red, I run yeah. it at three and a half max. Yeah,
3: yeah. and yeah. through the mic, it's perfect. It's fine, it's, yeah. Yeah it's, yeah, it's great. And I'd, the only time you'd miss it and want a different amp is if you're playing at a... You know a situation where you're on wedges and they're not very good, and really it's just more about stage volume than anything. It it just it doesn't do that thing well.
0: Yeah. Well, that's why you should play real amps. <laughs> it's the, <laughs> the case for bringing a real amp let's, downtown. Let's, let's check out this telly with a P90. And I a would love to. Yeah. After these messages. Um. Yeah. Beer and beer. Mm. Welcome back to Gear and Beer with Vero Beach's Pride Export, Mr. Carl. <laughs> Reginald Lindquist. You know
3: what's funny about that is everything. Uh, everything, but the fact that uh, Vero Beach is such a nowhere town. I've heard of it before. Heard- before, I, before I knew you were from there, there's one other person from there, Jake Owens. So I can't even be the most important musician from Vero Beach.
0: <laughs> well, I think that you could debate the term musician. <laughs> he's, and, and I, and this I, is off to a great start and i don't mean that to take anything away from jake owen but i think if you had to put jake owen in a category and your choice an artist. artist or musician that guy's an artist yeah. and he's a good artist and i'm a fan of his voice he's probably a great musician he but when is, i yeah. think of a musician i don't think of the the artist yeah yeah i know what you mean they they can be that, but they are they're in a separate class. Yeah, totally. That, that's all I meant. I, I'm actually quite a fan of Jake Owens. Yeah, he's got a bunch of great tunes. That's not my favorite one. My favorite one is one that I did for years. Uh, the one that got away. Oh yeah, yeah. Did we do that when we played the other day? No. Did we do Sunny and Seventy Five?
3: That's Joe Nichols. Yeah, I know, but those we did "Sunny" and "Sunny 5. Okay. That's the one you sang. Yeah,
0: and I did those two all the time, and I hadn't done or, it, I uh, anywhere with you would be the other one. I think "Anywhere with You" is another. I mean, there's a bunch of them. "Anywhere with You" is a great one. Uh, uh, God, what was that? there was another one that I played every weekend. Uh, yeah, by Usher.
2: Nope.
0: By, yeah. by Jake yeah,
2: Yeah. You know what I'm talking about?
3: Ow. Yeah, I know. I, I like, remember yeah. like his first one. Da,
4: da, 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 yeah, yeah. Uh. Oh yeah. No. You
0: know what I'm talking about? No. Oh. He said, oh yeah. I will murder everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so uh now that we're a, back. No, I'm looking it up. I'm digging this guitar, man. That guitar Thank sounds you. great. It's super open. I love I think that the uh, I feel like I'm yelling. I'm sorry. I feel they're like uh, that is a roasted maple neck. Yes, it's a roasted maple
3: neck, and I they, thought that that was going to be a good thing, but I I realized later. Um, I
0: think it. I think it adds brightness. Was my point? Uh, yes. Because it's a harder, it's cooked, so it's a harder, drier wood.
3: Here's the only thing I have to say negative about it is that i come to learn that it makes it a little bit more sensitive to temperature changes. Okay. Oh, so if you're outside playing with it, um I always have to bring my truss rod adjuster because oh. I've found. It is that drastic? It can be. Uh, like the way I have this thing set up, it's like I notice when it moves a little bit and it, it does.
1: How do you have it set up?
3: Uh well it's well, just, it's, it's just really straight. I, I just don't okay. have much relief you, you in it. The, okay. I and so I'll notice I'll start hearing like things buzzing because yeah. I do have the action set pretty low on it. Um but it, it's a really it's a really good guitar. So it's LSL is the company which I've come to learn. Yeah, it's
0: by Joe Nichols, not Jake Owen. I'm a jerk.
3: Um that's all right. Is so it? what you're saying is you're a Joe Nichols fan.
1: Yeah, right, right. <laughs>
0: You remember this one? Yeah, it was like yeah. a 2014
3: jam. And I was like, yeah, 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 that one.
0: Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah,
3: yeah, 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 yeah. Something, to, you know. Hey, I'd like to yeah. also point out. Did I talk about my hat yet?
0: Uh, not on camera, I don't think.
3: All right, so I. Uh, my stepdad passed away, but and I uh, oh, he, he rest in power. May he rest in power. Um, he owned a nightclub in Colorado in the 90s. What part of Colorado Greeley, uh, near Fort Collins, north mm-hmm. of Denver, about an hour? Yeah, yeah. And he had a, a couple acts come in, and uh, I recently got a hold of this hat. Was which one is, of them John, Connelly. one of them was John Connolly, and he signed it. And there is a picture of his rose-colored glasses. Right. And um, as I've always told everybody, for, for
0: listeners, he is wearing a white hat with what I would call a cream or pearl braided, uh, whatever that what thing that yeah, goes are, between like the strap? bill and the face strap. The yeah. It's a. I guess it's a strap, but is it? What is there's it? There's gotta Strapping. be a name for it. The function is not strap. There why is why no I'm function. Here.
1: I'm literally looking this up. You'll know this information.
0: That's I, great. I, I want to know because I, I've. I mean. You have a strap, too. Yeah, I have a strap. I, yeah, I'm wearing an equally amazing hat. Mm, equally. Y- yours is cooler. Yours has way more vibe, but my hat... It's just older. Yeah, well, and it And it's signed. I am about to say, your hat is a vintage John Conley hat with the rose-colored glasses built into the logo on a white hat with a pearl strap, we'll call it. And signed Not by John. Not to be confused with the pearl snap. That's right. Also, signed to your step, to Mike, your stepdad, presumably, yeah. John Conley. Mm-hmm. That that carries weight. Son. It does. Yeah, it, it carries well, and,
3: weight. And he had a has a Chris Ledoux hat. One and I also got that one, and, and Chris signed it. It's that's, pretty cool. That's pretty. And cool. a uh, 1987 Marlboro winners are headed to Nashville smoke hat, and it's red, and it's it's all pretty cool too. That's pretty. And an original Bobby's Idle Hour hat, which oh, you obviously can't get anymore because it's not around. You
0: about to say that that place ended in the pandemic, did it not?
3: Yeah, I think it got knocked down, re- re- repurposed
0: somebody's got to build condos somebody
3: has to have i mean people have to have places to live i mean come on that's sarcastic obviously
0: i don't understand the amount of condos i just like where are these people going to drive where are they i don't know
3: where are they going to work
0: where are they going to work i guess on broadway because i nobody can find any players
3: can't find any bass players you're the only one
0: uh, I, yeah i mean and i'm not i'm I'm a guitar player who can play bass. I think that would be the best description of me, and I'm not even... I've actually done three bass gigs
3: downtown, and uh, two of them were with Dave Black on drums, and after every song, I would turn, and I'd look him in the eye, and I'd put my hand in my back pocket, and I'd be like, we're pocketing. Because it was funny, because I'm... It was nowhere near the pocket, or I, wherever it is, I wasn't See, there. I
0: don't believe that, because you're at least a good enough musician that you understand that the function of the bass guitar it's is enough. different than playing a guitar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you're already ahead of the curve, <laughs> so I bet Dave was just happy to have somebody who wasn't a total asshat.
3: Yeah, well, and every time after- uh, Was it
0: was he fronting and drumming? No, he was
3: just playing drums, but yeah. after every song, I'd look at him and I'd go, man- He's a singing son of a bitch. He's very good. He's very good. Uh, I you know turn- David
1: Black, Lyndon? Uh, no, I do not.
3: He's playing with a
0: bunch of people, but I don't... He's I-
3: currently playing with Phil Vassar. He's a drummer. He's
0: okay. Bi- he's playing uh, with a lot of people. Uh, that was That's Gammon's old gig, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know Jake Gammon? I do not. Jake Gammon's not. also another uh, fantastic drummer in this uh, town. Yeah, he is. He's not like, a singer. I David would like Black- to know more good drummer, And
3: I believe a new resident to Hendersonville.
0: Really? Yep. But, yeah, J- Jake is a great drummer as well. Oh, yeah, well. very good. Um, I forgot what we were talking about.
3: Um, so, uh, Dave, I kept telling him oh, David Blatt, as yeah. I was playing bass. I was asking one of if he I has. kept being like, man, I better stop being so good because I might get insert new bro country act here. And he thought that was pretty funny. Pretty funny. Yeah, like I need, need to calm down before I end up with the so-and-so gig.
0: You know... You could do worse than ending up with the so-and-so guy. Oh,
3: sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, but anyway, it was pretty fun. So anyway. Uh, it
0: is fun, but here's the sweet but guitar. I, I gotta, I gotta, <laughs> I, yeah, hang on. I, I got <laughs> I to gotta, I gotta put that in check a little bit because I just don't like that way of looking at it. Okay. And I don't want to be one of those guys because as soon as I moved here, it was very clear there was a couple of different camps. Uh, I mean, you might even say there was a few different camps. Uh-huh. There's the guys who are great; that it could not be more clear. They wish they were anywhere else. Yep. there are the guys who are great, but their chemical dependencies prevented them from being there Mm -hmm. and then there are the guys who had no fucking business being anywhere near the stage
2: and they were were,
0: but but they were the best from whatever town of eight people that they were from and they were like you have to go to nashville and you know what props to them for doing it and trying it but i can only respect the person who does it and tries it understands where they are on the scale of like able to achieve whatever is required yeah. of this, whatever they're doing, whether that's you know uh, playing in a bar on Broadway or doing a writer's round or opening for uh, uh, a notable artist or what or, you know any of the number of the things that you can that you can do, it's the. Having to go through that ego check, like I come from a place where I was always the shittiest person in every band that I was in, and that that was true from zero years of age until I moved to this town. <laughs> I was I am not Which, even like kidding. we we
1: talked about it last time with Billy, like we were all because I was I lived in the same place for a, a long time.
0: How long were you in Dallas?
1: Um, six, seven, eight years. Uh, I was in Dallas for. Let's see, probably five years. Oh, well, um, okay. so I mean, it wasn't that long, but it was a good while. Maybe six. Um, That's
0: enough time to really absorb such a rich. Actually, and yes, I was there for six years. Musical. Uh, well, also
1: work-wise. when I first moved there, the only person I knew was uh, Mike League. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so like I got lucky in the sense that he Mike League me- is
0: the founder of Snarky Puppy.
3: Oh, okay, got it.
1: And at that point he was like going to the Walrus, playing with uh Bernard Wright and like, you know, Chris McQueen and
0: Mike League was an extremely talented individual destined for greatness before he ever came to Dallas, but he yeah. came to Dallas and he soaked it up like nobody before or since he also just wow. had
1: the most open mind of any person I've ever met. Like he was he was willing to go down there and like fuck school, who cares, sorry. Well, no, uh, but, but, like, but I, I don't feel not, like that's... Not fuck school, but like he knew that the real education, he told me this, the real education, you can learn lots of great things at UNT. And it is an amazing school. But the, he was like, I think that he saw the real education as going down to Dallas and playing with Bernard Wright and Bobby well, Sparks. And, I,
0: I think his know. ability to d- differentiate between the different values between the two different sides, which are both equally valuable if approached correctly yeah I, th- I think just the fact that he separated the two because it, you, you look at any vocation like what is valued is it you have a diploma or you have experience because i guarantee you it doesn't matter if you're a welder or if you're a a, a a place kicker holder or if you work at a register at walgreens like a degree doesn't enable you to do that job well what yeah. what enables you what tells an employer that you do a job well is your experience so being able to experience both the the scholastic approach as well as the practical approach as a musician is is totally crucial mm-hmm. and one of the things that people have in Dallas myself being one of them have always said about the UNT crowd is that like just because you go to UNT and you can play jazz your ass off, doesn't mean that you can do anything else. And there's so many people that would that are who are like, if you if you needed them to play two hours of straight ahead solo on their instrument, murderers, any 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 jazz oriented thing. But if it came time to uh, learn the solo to hit me with your best shot or uh play barracuda or or you know learn a slide part to or or whatever like they're not your guy mm-hmm. and they don't get it and that's not a it's not an application that they have spent any time or
1: play a consistent rhythm for more than 4 measures yeah or, or like, like be the, able to do anything enough, in the yeah,
0: pocket right, it's right. like all of their focus from an early age because people in college, are obviously young, undeveloped minds, not mm-hmm. mature. Yeah, they're, Music, they're musically, they're, especially they're not mature, but like you know, there's there's still a disparity between le- levels of ability, and people that are that deserve to be there, oftentimes are appreciative of, of, of a broad scope of different styles, and they work on all these different things. But there's a large percentage of the people that came to UNT who understood this harmonic vocabulary and that was like where their abilities stopped they didn't have any yeah. feel they didn't have any ears they didn't have any and, and
1: like you said it's real world experience totally well totally it was uh, like it was really cool to see not just mike but like that crew of guys, and then also like just anybody that else that lived in Dallas, like that went to those jams, was like you're willingly putting yourself in the position of being the worst person in the in the band at that in- moment because the house band was so good. Yeah, and, you know.
0: I mean, me and uh, last week's podcast guest Billy Freeman. I- I've known Billy since I was in high school. We're from the same hometown. We didn't go to the same high school. We weren't like friends as kids. Uh, he. Briefly took drum lessons, uh, as a teenager from the same guy that the drummer, that it was one of my best friends to this day, uh, that was in my band. The guy that gave me those drums, um, they took from the same guys and Scott took from this guy for a long time. And they, they you know, they had a much deeper relationship than like a uh, drum teacher and, and student that, you know, they, they, they went through a spiritual thing, like a whole, like a, a whole like different bunch of levels of personal relationship and but Billy just had a few lessons from this guy and then you know we worked in the same scene as this guy as we were older Billy was a, has been a working drummer since he was like 11 years old yeah. or something that was not me I I was the original band guy until Billy brought to my world view that playing in cover bands and things so you can earn money and you could like whatever i don't even remember what the hell i was talking about (laughs) but uh what was i talking about
1: anyone i mean we just kind of got off on on the dallas scene and i I believe that um one guitar player or something got us there
0: I'm, i'm sorry i remember my point was that billy freeman who plays for dustin lynch and as one of the single best musicians i've ever met uh we're from the same place. Neither one of us went to music school, but we had the, you know, notable influence of playing with all of these cats that went to music school, as well as all of the cats from like the black church scene and all of the cats from like the metal and the rock scene Mm -hmm. and like all these different influences. And I, to this day, you know i as a professional, the way I try to operate is whoever's on the other end of that phone, whatever they're asking me for, whether it's mahuuga calling me for they need a bass player or if uh Alan Jackson needs a guitar player or if Bela Fleck needs somebody to come play tambourine like i I want. I want to be as good as I can at all of the things. I just, yep. I I want to play all the kinds of music. I want to I want to do all the styles. I want all the different kinds of guitars, the pickup configurations, which bring you back to this amazing guitar. I've got with some P ninety questions. With, well, the P ninety in the neck and the humbucker in the bridge. It's a coming weird back, combo. Coming back it seems, it to seems this, almost backwards. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't even I don't I don't agree with that because a P ninety is a a pretty open sound i no. have
1: a i have a reason for that and, okay. and for me it's that i have that les paul special double cutaway sounds awesome the neck and it could just be the particular pickup the neck is super dark and i already think of p90s as being like sort of you know it, it literally is just an overwhelmed single coil right mm-hmm. um that's, and, what they, yeah, that's what they are literally but it doesn't sound ice picky to me on the bridge position it just sounds like a rock and roll machine well but yeah, yeah because but of the overwound, it doesn't get so, that ice pick it's thing. so dark in the neck position this one's pretty dark so i'm curious
0: i don't i don't is that wide open on everything yep how's the clarity like can you it? yeah it's clear but it is dark it is and then this is the Man, that sounds so good.
3: Now, what's cool about this guitar?
0: Yeah, the the humbucker sounds good.
3: Is it does have a tap on it?
1: So the humbucker becomes a single coil. So you've got just one, or does it blend in the, the neck pickup? Um, when you do the tap, if the, if that's just so, a, it, it,
3: in the middle, in the middle, you can tap it too. So it, it
0: that's the if uh, you're out of phase. Oh wow! So yeah. the
1: first one truly is a uh, just. One single coil.
0: Yeah, and that that's like I find that often I I found every time that I've had a coil tap that one or the other didn't sound good. Yeah,
3: this that, one sounds pretty good on both of them. I, I totally like if agree. I run the with the light speed.
0: That's yeah, tap. That
1: sounds great.
0: So what what is the brand is LSL? What is LSL? It's a ba- it's a, it.
3: a maker in California, but he he does do his own pickups.
0: Is is it
1: oh. like G&L where they have some sort of like one of the builders has connections to Fender? No,
3: no, no, the, uh, this okay. is uh just just a guy that uh from what I understand, he does almost all roasted maple necks. Does have a couple of rosewoods. Okay. Uh, I got this over at Corner Music. I've they, seen them before they seem to be for the sure. dealer. But yeah, they're they're yeah. they're really good. It sounds great. Man. I
0: Lightly distressed. That, that, I mean, that's like a that's a rock guitar by design.
3: Absolutely, yeah. But the uh, and then it cleans the up tap pretty gives good you when you... you versatility. Yeah, and you're backing it off a little bit, you Is know. Is there a treble bleed in that? I don't know the answer to that. Okay, it sounds kind of like there's the, some like,
0: sort of cap. It may not necessarily be a treble bleed circuit
3: because that's that's backed off quite a bit.
2: Yeah. that...
0: There's 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 a there's a cabinet resistor. I don't know that you could call it a treble bleed, but it definitely changes the scope of the, the volume. Having hard I cut my there nails
3: from having hard There it is.
1: Don't give us your excuses. I really like that we get some of the acoustics out of the guitar from
0: Yeah. I mean, it gives a a true representation of the the like sonic richness of the guitar. Yeah, because you get so, yeah, that
1: slightly a little bit, sl- slightly you get ambient. some like nice attack on it.
0: I mean, I'll try. I've had like I don't know seventy beers. <laughs> oh, it's gloss. I didn't look it's gloss. Yeah, it did not look glossy. Yeah, my. Uh, is it the Condens- condensated sticky? upon finger was very <laughs> sticky? Okay. <laughs> it's wide open. No yep. pedals, yeah.
2: Got one?
3: Prince of Tone. Nope,
2: I don't like it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> They're hit or miss. The light speed does sound a little bit better it's that now I found the neck pickup with the p90 is much more usable with the drive pedal like it it if I were to use it by itself bypassed, it just doesn't quite cut enough for me and I don't know how to raise it and lower it even though it has screws in it I don't it's almost like it's at a set is the height gone
2: right now
1: i say there's still less clarity in this pickup. Oh, yeah. Um, do you know what uh, P90 it is? Do you know
3: who made it? Uh, he makes it. Yeah, he just winds it himself.
0: LL, both of the pickups, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
3: and it may, it could be that if I raised it a little bit more, it might be a little bit more usable. It might just be too far from the maybe. string. It's really dark.
1: Yeah, I agree. And But I mean, I honestly that think far, that's. Not far because the poles are pretty tall. I just kind of think that's a characteristic. Of P90s is yeah. that they just get dark. Real they get quick. real dark. Yep. But it, it's totally a rock and roll machine. It's a rock. I mean, it,
3: that that right there sounds great, though. The
2: bridge pickup is it's money. Where it's at. Yeah. That's where it's at. Yep.
3: And do it in the center position because I do think that that's where the PA90 is kind of pretty cool. Yeah. Like that's a good
0: sound. Uh, I sound so terrible right now.
1: It's all right. We're going to
0: auto-tune you.
2: I'll, I'll grit
0: it. Can I borrow somebody else's hands?
2: <laughs> all right.
0: Uh, give me, Give me a little delay. And that light speed. Oh, I'm sorry. In the '81.
4: That is the sound of calling with podcasts. <laughs> that is the sound when I. Really <laughs> that is the sound of a Paul English podcast And then there's the sound when I ruin it
3: I love where this is headed. This is great. Maybe Paul the video will work so I can come back.
4: Everything sounds major When I put my grubby mitts on And it sounds bad <laughs> It's coming back It's gonna be the best thing That's ever happened Until I start Editing it
0: Let's turn all the Ladies pedals on Ladies and gentlemen We're turning all the pedals on we're For putting one them all. final hurrah <laughs> Carl Lindquist, there's here's, nothing left here's to, all of them. to roll out the red here's, carpet for you, my friend. Here's all of them. So camera one, and camera one, and camera one. <laughs> Tell them what you've got going in your life.
3: I have so much going on, but I'm not really sure, because the Delta variant's here, and no one's sure of anything anymore.
0: Carl is here,
4: despite all of the COVID, Ooh. Delta the Three overdrives all at once. they kill us, it will suck.
3: welcome. <laughs> that sounds as good as a spot as anywhere to end. You're welcome. Thank you for
0: watching.
4: Here and
2: with Carl
4: Carl and me
0: are cool. Hey, can you turn on some more overdrives?
3: Yeah. Here, let's turn on all those, too. How many overdrives can we put in front of the mattress before it explodes? I
0: don't know. Carl Lindquist from Vero Beach. See you next time. Nashville's pride. Vero Beach's <laughs> finest export. <laughs> Thank you to London McCarty. twisting and tweak and Make sure and all of the things social you do for us and send money.
1: Thank you. Thank Love you, you guys. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the gear and beer podcast, make sure and subscribe and turn on notifications for our channels. And if you haven't already follow our Instagram and YouTube channels, we truly appreciate your support and ask that you please tell anyone, you know, whom you think might be interested in our podcast about gear and beer to help us grow and continue bringing in great guests from around the industry and beyond. Thanks again. And until the next episode...